Merida College proudly presents Pios in 5, a podcast series that allows us to have quick and insightful conversations with students, alumni, and employees. I'm your host, Tom Perry, and joining me today is Darren Lachelle, a 1989 graduate and the president and CEO of Northern California Public Media. After working for NBC and Fox, Darren made the switch to the PBS and NPR member station WGTE in Toledo, Ohio. In 2014, he joined NorCal Public Media. And he is being recognized by Merida College as an iPioneer, which is our way of sharing stories about alumni who are making an impact in the world. Darren, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here. Um, I love being able to speak to Marietta students and alumni and, of course, the general public, but um, Marietta holds a very special place in my heart. Well, glad to hear it, Darren, and we'll, like I said, we'll get right into it with some questions. So early on in your career in television, you worked for a major network. What led you away from corporate media to focus on public broadcasting? Well, I, I got to tell you, I think that a lot of um, my love for public media and community service uh, media started at Marietta College because at WCMO Channel 2, we did a lot of, at least it was Channel 2 back then, I don't know what it is now, but um, we did a lot of public service um, type of programming. And so I was used to that, and I really enjoyed, you know, working with community organizations and, you know, regular people on the street to make sure their voices were heard. And, you know, in commercial media, it's fine. You know, I worked in news for a number of years, and that is all well and good and necessary and important. But as soon as I got the chance to move over to um, public TV and public radio, you know, I took the chance immediately because doing documentaries about, um, you know, people who generally are not heard or seen in a community, um, minority people, um, people who have a, a differing point of view, um, and of course, you know, history pieces, environmental pieces, the kind of things that really need in-depth um, producing and reporting. And, you know, commercial media just doesn't um, have the time or find the time. Um, to do that kind of in-depth reporting. So, you know, public media does, and it's been a, a good fit for me. And what am I? I'm in my 27th year, I think, of public media work. And every day is fresh, every day is new, and it feels like I just started yesterday. <laughs> well, that's great. And that leads me right into, right into the next question uh, very well. And I mean, at Merida College, you earned a Bachelor of Arts in Radio and TV. Can you talk about how media has expanded and changed since your time on campus? You know, it's so much more complex today than it was. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky to have been in that, that, that river of change, right? So I've been able to adapt to it. But, you know, in the beginning there were a handful of, of networks and, and cable channels and, you know, even a handful of, you know, um, primary radio sources for information. And I'm not talking, you know, music and entertainment, but information. And, you know, over the years, of course, that has expanded and expanded exponentially. I mean, the number of channels exploded before the digital age. And then after the digital age, everybody had a video podcast. Everybody had a podcast. Everybody had um, the ability you know, to, to reach people, you know, on their phones and in their homes. And um, so the media landscape's changed a lot 
And those of us here in public media, you know, find ourselves not just competing against commercial media as in the past, but also competing for attention in this vast marketplace where everybody is their own producer and their own distributor of content. And, you know, there are YouTube influencers, for instance, who get, you know, more views and more likes and more comments on what they're doing um, than you know, your traditional very well-produced and insightful public media pieces and your very well-produced and insightful commercial media pieces. So you know, it's just a whole different world. Um, and I hate to use the word compete, but um, that, that is the environment that we're in. I mean, you know, we're competing for people's attentions, for their eyes and ears. And, you know, it's very important to us to break through because generally we have something, you know, very important to say about society and civic engagement, um, environmental stewardship, and all of these things that are very important to the future of our society. So, you know, if, if we can break through and when we break through, um, you know, that's a challenge for us that we didn't have years ago where there was uh, fewer places people could go. Well, and then if you add in the, you know, the obstacles that we've all faced over the past 12 months, um, what were some of the challenges that, you know, you had to face there at public media, you know, just dealing with a pandemic and all the things that we've had to do? Tom, you know, I think there's, there's two different tracks. Um, one is the public track, right? So how can we add to that conversation in a meaningful way? So here in... Um, our station is located in, in what's known as wine country, California. So we're in Sonoma and Napa counties, but we also cover the entire um, San Francisco Bay Area. So, you know, what was our role to play? And in the beginning, back in March of 2020, there was so much confusion about what was happening. And so we launched a weekly live interactive um, television and radio program. It aired on both at the same time. And people could call in or they could email, they could um, send a Facebook comment or a tweet about questions that they had. And we had public health officers from Sonoma County, Napa County, Santa Clara County, um, the city of San Francisco, people weighing in to answer those questions to sort of allay people's fears and give them some personal best practices because you know, the first big pandemic since um, 1918, most people <laughs> were not around in 1918 to know what to do. And so we helped people sort of reimagine the world and how they could live in it over a period of many, many months. And I think that was very helpful um, for the community. And it sort of became our, you know, our, our raison d'etre at that time. That's all we were doing is COVID coverage on radio and TV. But then the second track, is internally for the organization. So we're not a big organization. We have about 40 employees here, a little over that, and trying to keep everybody safe and making decisions about who were the handful of essential people that would be in the office environment. And of course, that boiled down in the end to you know the, the radio um, DJs and the news people and television master control and, and TV production, you know, needed to be present. Um, but the general office staff who does, um, you know, marketing and membership and public relations um, could all work from home. And, you know, 
we didn't know how long this was going to last. So, you know, we put these policies in place in March, and I, I am proud to say that the foresight that, that we had as a, as a collective group of individuals here, um, we're still on that same plan today. It, I'm knocking on wood right now, but, you know, nobody at NorCal has um, contracted COVID. Um, everyone has been safe and well, and we're still operating effectively. And, you know, I'm sure like Marietta College and everywhere else, you know, we've learned that people can work from home. You know, people have been talking about telecommuting for 20 years, um, and now all of a sudden here it was forced upon us. And it really does work. So I think the future of what work looks like, you know, is going to change for us just like it is for everybody. And we're still figuring that out. Thank you. One more question here, and uh, and I think you've started to hit hit out on it, hit on it, and I want to just see if we can expand on a little bit more. And that is, you know, with what you were able to do, do you feel like the pandemic has helped raise awareness for the need of public media? And if you do, how has it done that? Well, I definitely think the answer is yes. It, it has raised um, the need and the um, awareness of the need in the public for public media. So first I'll talk about um, you know, how we know that. So we know that from our TV ratings, our radio ratings, um, our website use, I mean our website use went up 100% um, during COVID and, um, and fire season, because of course you know, during California's fire season, everybody's looking for information. So those two things together you know, drove um, the use of public media um, through the roof here in Northern California because everybody was home, right? And so, you know, they're looking for trusted outlets and it really gave us an opportunity to shine where in that crowded, noisy marketplace, um, it's very difficult. But during COVID, people had the, 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 the time and the inclination to figure out, you know, who is telling me the truth? You know, who is giving me the information that I need and that I can trust? And doing that apples to apples or apples to oranges, depending on the channels, um, you know, they, they came to us. And we're very, very proud of that. So, and then on the monetary side, you know, we see that our membership is actually um, going up and growing because, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. And a lot of that can be traced back to the work we did for COVID. So, you know, that's, the, the how we know that we're doing well. But internally here, you know, as we're making our decisions, you know, it really has changed, you know, the way we think about how we serve the public. Um, it's more about, you know, what the, the public's need is and how can we fulfill that. And I think after a number of years of thinking about what do we think the public needs to know and, and then let's tell them that. And, and hope they get on board with it. So it's really, you know, turned the whole thing on its head, I, I think, for the, for the best. And, you know, we're, we're really very responsive um, to the audience, um, more so than I think public media has been in the past. Well, Darren, thank you for joining us today on Pios and Five, and also for sharing with everyone what it means to be a pioneer. Um, thanks so much. It's, it's great to be here. And, um, I, I can't wait until we get through um, COVID and we all have our vaccinations and I can come back to campus and, and catch up on how everything is going. And I know it's constantly shifting and changing um, for those of us who've been away for, for many years. So I, I can't wait to return.
Well, we can't wait to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast was brought to you by Merida College and the Office of Communication and Brand Management. For more information about Merida College, please go to www.marietta.edu. Or if you have a suggestion of someone we should consider for Pios and Five, please email me, Tom Perry, at P-E-R-R-Y-T at marietta.edu.